Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Welcome to the family with Tevin Pittman, Alex Bernard Rasmussen, co-host Catherine Branch, Packmaster Ruff, W. Basham, MD. And Andy Brant-Bernard. Who still sounds like he has a cold. Yeah, still not feeling great. Oh. Really, still not? Nope. <clears throat> Unfortunate. I don't want to leave the studio. Just work, <clears throat> thing. What are you talking Device is not connected. Probably not connected. <laughs> I do this oh, all the time. It's because it, it opens up two. It's kind of like You have to air. close out this. <laughs> Yeah, Alex, and we're going through there. this. Oh, there we go. We got her up now. Hey, you can't have two hey, going hey, at the hey. same time. It's a good thing you got Alex here carrying you once again, Catherine. You're welcome. I've only done this 45 Pretty times. <laughs> it's but all true. Okay. Where am I? Uh, hey, did you glasses. see the snow? No, I don't know where you're talking about. Okay. <laughs> um, hey. Please send hey. your positive vibes, prayers, whatever, to all educators today in Minnesota. Because it's Halloween and the first snow. Oh, yep. so crazy I'm kids. in for it yep. after this. Yeah. It's going to be Cold. yesterday. I like went up to the, the teacher came. I was doing some correcting. And I was like, it's like they're really? all drunk. <laughs> like all the kids were just like, I would talk to some of the smartest kids in class about they'd be asking me for help with something and i'd be talking to them and they'd just be like huh? i'm like are you it's with everybody us now. it Maybe. was the no it was just because the day before halloween they're just so amped up and uh, distracted and excited mm-hmm. getting ready for those sugar day. rushes no, yeah. it's day before was yesterday and they were already like on a weird plane that was not normal and so today well, they like don't, yeah they don't care about anything but getting through the day in order to get to <clears throat> trick-or-treating exactly yep. like yeah. today our afternoon is usually filled with like it's usually social studies then writing then math and then they have like homework time yeah today we're doing like art and watching Magic School Bus. <laughs> Which is because, because she's like, they are not going to be getting any to information. She's mm-hmm. like, we're just skipping writing and social studies completely today. Oh, because just wait for the week no before the Christmas break. Oh, I know. Yep, I know. Yeah, yep. kids are nuts. But don't you look forward to those as like an educator? Now I just get to mail it in. And yeah, really. No, you don't, though. It's like you can only mail it in so much. One day you can be like the day before. Okay, we're just not going to learn anything today. But otherwise, you have to like try to teach children that are not cooperative. And what are the consequences if you do not? Then you get because you have to follow curriculum. Uh, But if you do not, then you get behind, and then you have to make up for it later. Okay. Yeah, there's lesson plans you have to adhere to. Yeah. There are some, I mean, there are some lessons that we have skipped because as we're looking at it, like we got a new math curriculum this year and she's like, this doesn't make any sense. I'm not teaching them this. And so we'll skip a day here and there. So it's not a huge deal. But I mean, the whole week before Christmas, they're bananas. 
Well, there you go. Yeah. And, and, then, and then on top of that, uh, typically three or four days after a holiday, people t- people take their children out of school because they're still on vacation. Yeah. They want to come back later. Or the kids or are they like, take about early. Yeah. Or the kids have like a hangover from their trip and they're exhausted and they're just like not yep. in the yeah, and then you zone get three, again. And you get three months off during the summer. Yeah. And then you also get, uh, uh, you know, uh, our bus ride every morning, morning bus ride, afternoon bus ride. Then you have lunch. Then you have recess. If you look at the, 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 the efficiency of bricks and mortar school, it's only about 30, 40 percent. Well, it's not even it's not about efficiency, though. It's about like breaking it up to make it. Uh-oh. That is way too oh, bright. Yeah, oh, that's there we, there we go. Right in there his face. There you go. Much better. God, I, I, I felt like I was, uh, you know, being interrogated. <laughs> what are the questions? I felt, I felt like I was taking my board exam again, my oral board exam. Where were you the night of November 17th? <laughs> yeah. She just called you Bella Lugosi. Did you hear that? Oh, thank you. You had all that dark <coughs> around your face. Why do I, I have the collar up, too. Yeah. It'll be red on the say, inside. You need a taller, right. taller collar. A taller collar. Taller collar. Taller collar. Okay. Alex, do you have to deal with the hunting season opener and stuff like that? Like in my school, everybody oh, took Wisconsin, off. Wisconsin, really? Small everybody, town in Wisconsin. Oh, yeah. 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 I don't know. I haven't. I haven't worked because it's November, order. right? Yeah. yeah. So this is my first year doing this. Okay. So we'll see. I kind of doubt it. I thought hunting opener was like two weeks ago. Uh, that's for, that would be it's for like bow. Well, there's, there's yeah, there's different bow, for bow, yeah. bow game. Oh, that's the bow one. There's yeah. bird, bow. deer. Yeah. Well, and not even All just bird. It. There's like turkey and pheasant, oh, and then yeah. there's like goose and so whatever. Like they're different. <laughs> And it's, I don't know, a giant buck just like wandered, we call him Big Mo in the Highland, he's like the huge deer. And he just walked right in front of me on my way here today, well, just like boop a doop a doo. And remember, be careful. Oh yeah, it's rutting season. Crazy. He'll kill you. Yeah. Yeah. They no, can, he, he was very peacefully, yeah. just no, like uh, I'm walking across this street now. Please, just yeah, six I'll point see buck. You later. <laughs> Probably he was. He's huge. Yeah. Yeah. Don't get out and pet him. I'll try. To, there's some. Um, yeah images on social media about all of these elk just came out of the forests in Colorado and they're just laying on people's yards like hundreds of them what? really yeah, well, why because, would they do that like because the snow. they got seven inches of snow uh, in Denver and, and on the eastern uh, range and that would uh, push them down out of the uh, altitude it pushes uh, them down yeah. and they come oh, out there looking okay. for food looking for someplace Don't a little they bit warmer migrate? Yeah, they they migrate too, but this that's early snow, and that may have pushed them down. Oh, oh. There. and don't and stay away from spike elk. Spike elk. Those are the the, the year, year or the two year old boys. Oh. they have a single spike that comes up, and they will just run right into you because they can't they can't uh, get after any of the ladies because the big guys are pushing them away. So they're all frustrated, and they'll they'll just run. What's well, it? They're it's loaded up with thing. testosterone. Yeah. And they'll and yep. they'll they'll run right into you and kill you. They will Jeez. kill you. I was told oh. by a Native American said that no hiking yep. in the woods and no this, just be this careful time of year. just be careful yeah well yeah. that's like moose in alaska oh. it's if you hit a moose with your car the moose will be fine but you're not going to be fine. no moose are yeah unstoppable they're huge they're they immovable huge. objects they're like a cow yep no question about it hey good news for the taxpayers here in minnesota i bet oh. <laughs> i've never i've am never I, heard that am i turning by blue holding good. my breath it's going to cost a little bit just by the lump sum they're talking about. Minneapolis, not Minnesota, but Minneapolis will hike gas and electric bills. And here's where the $10 million hike will go. 
They're going to raise your gas and electric bill by $10 million. When does the government start doing something for the people that live Wouldn't here? Wouldn't it be great? Wouldn't it be nice? <laughs> yeah, that'd be, that'd be wonderful. I need the names of whoever made this decision so that when we vote to the yeah. next ballot, we can make some adjustments. Oh my so it's, God. it's another tax. You know what's they, going to be spent they just, on? They just raised the sales tax by, what, 14, 15%? A lot. Well, yeah. not 14, 15. No, it's 1% equals something like a 15% oh, ta- of that. tax So it's hike. a 1% oh. increase. Mm-hmm. Yep. Minneapolis will hike gas and electric bills. Here where that $10 million will go. Minneapolis climate response funding. It's called climate response funding. I'm just going to go back to a wood-burning stove. So we made something up. <laughs> made something up. Yeah, made something up with this whole pile of BS. Uh, we'll first focus on weatherizing older homes for poor people. So, in mm. other words, they're going to keep all the money. More buying votes. Well, I'd like yeah, to know if it votes. actually goes to doing what they say it's going to do. Well, yeah, because they want to buy like your vote. Weatherizing yes. homes. Do you have any idea how hard that is? I know. Impossible. And basically. what are they? That's yeah, a very, impossible. You have exactly. to replace the windows. You have to replace yeah. the doors. Uh, you probably have to insulate oh, multiple know. rooms that aren't insulated. It's it'd probably be like a twenty thousand, thirty thousand dollar project per house. And also, aren't they just raising the electricity bill and then now giving so, so we can, or then using that money to supply items to lower the electricity bill that they raised in the first place? Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Oh, but yes, what so I don't, don't understand is it, there you go. It, okay, so once they do this and everybody's. <laughs> House is done. Does the tax go away? Oh God, no! Do the prices no, go no, down? No, 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 no. We got to keep jacking that price <laughs> up. We got to make sure everyone. That's the real everyone... question. That's the real question, yeah. right? Don't mind me. What? Are, why are we messing with these lights? Because the whole this show? is going to be my computer is going to die. <clears throat> I'm plugging it in. I plugged it in both sides. It's fell not over. helping. <laughs> the cord's too tight. It made this thing fall over because there's 700 mm. cords. Let's, let's put this on here. <laughs> Maybe it's the. Can you just put that on there? No, because neither of the places where you're supposed to plug it in are actually doing anything. So this this? is maybe unplugged in the bottom. I don't know. I have to leave soon anyway. That's true. 15 minutes. Right. We will need to figure Andy, out how Andy to get this. Andy can crawl around and look table and figure it before out Before tomorrow, though. Yeah. Well, that's, and now, that's 500 homes per year for $10 million at $20,000 per home. Yeah, that's not. And you're gonna have to you're gonna have to figure this out. You're gonna also have much. to tell people that you can do this. Then once you tell them to do this, they're gonna you have to try <clears> to <throat> convince them to do it, because mm-hmm. it's. Well, yeah, they're gonna have to take out your windows for the amount of time it takes to put in new windows, which means you're not going to be able to live in that house during that Can't time. Can't they just put Same the, with the doors. 3M, you know, the stuff that no. you tape on your windows and those old windows and use no. the hair dryer. Isn't yeah. that stuff exist Whatever. anymore? Well, I mean, there are houses out there that have single pane, hundred year old windows that are that basically no better than having an open hole in your wall. I have a question. Why is it our job to pay for your windows once you get off your ass and buy them yourself? Climate change. Climate change. Climate change. Also, God. I mean, how many billions have been made off climate change by people like Al Gore? It's more like trillions. And where trillions, has the money yes. gone once and again? where is the money? Where has the money gone? I mean, how, when will it just be like, life is too expensive and we can't do this anymore? Like, have you heard <laughs> exactly. the difference? The, the Do you know what the price increase of a used car is between 2019 and now? Double. Double. Yeah. Wow. I don't doubt it. That's, that's, in that's four some years? kind of inflation. Yeah. Years. It's that's double. Some kind of inflation. It's double. Because it's oh, so hard to get a new car in yep. that yep. 
so when I worked at Walzer, we were selling new cars or used cars. Was this because for, of the chip shortage? Yeah, yeah, well, they'll, they'll, yeah, the chip shortage, <laughs> supply chain issues, things like that, and then like we would get flooding, so the trains couldn't get into the station and oh. whatever. It was all a mess, but. They were selling used cars, and this is every dealership for the most part, for just as much as new cars. Huh. And I remember I started day one, I was like, why would people buy this? And they're like, they have no choice. If you get in a total loss accident and you need a car, you can't get a new one. So we're just going to mark up the used one because that's what you get to do now. Yeah, like Hertz, they just sold their whole fleet because they could sell mm -hmm. it so, for so much. Yeah. yeah. Really? They just sold everything. Yeah, for a while there, they didn't have any cars. You couldn't even rent a car. God, in, I didn't in know most, that was during the pandemic. Places. Yeah, that was during the pandemic. Yeah, yeah. but that was oh, the yeah, same thing. Oh, of course, thing. that makes sense. So they but did that, it twice? That, well, that's what happened with the well, used yeah. cars. That well, all happened now, during the pandemic. If you're Hertz and we can rent this out for a couple hundred bucks a day. And or nobody was can, traveling. Right, or we can just sell it outright for just as much as a new car, even though it's yeah. three years old. Right. It makes more business sense to do that. Right. I got a job for you, Tevin. Yep. It's going to take it all out of you. Twins okay. Take what out of it? Yeah. <laughs> I, need more, I need more information before yeah. I commit. Twins TV broadcaster Dick Bremer has retired to become a team ambassador for the Minnesota Twins. He will no longer be doing the announcing on television. Mm -hmm. I love talking to Dick Bremer. Can you line him up as a guest? He could, This would be his first team ambassador appearance. Sure. Dick Bremer is a great what guy. Did, if what, we could get him to come in, that'd be great. What oh, does yeah. a team ambassador actually do? He's out there selling the team, saying, hey, come to the Twins game. We're being an ambassador. Right. They'll okay. send him to do, like, public appearances probably. Oh, or okay. It's, they do it a lot with coaches that don't want to retire, and they'll be, oh, you can be our special advisor to the uh, assistant okay. director of scouting, and they get to stick around. Uh. I always liked Dick Bremer. He was always very, very pleasant. I liked the job he did on there. Look, the Minnesota Twins, I will tell you, and maybe I'm leaning heavy toward one area here, but Twins broadcasters have pretty much always been really, really good. I mean, the Herb Carneals of the world, the Halsey Halls of the world, mm -hmm. you get on the list, the list of people carrying on. We just had John Gordon on the show, uh, on the morning show last week. Really, really great announcers. Touch them all. Oh, that's right. I remember the touch them all. Remember touch them all. That was John Gordon, absolutely. But yep. Yeah, Dick Bremer, I thought, did an excellent job as the Twins announcer. For 40 years, he was the twin team announcer. You know, it's you, a good run. you yeah. might be able to say that for all of uh, Major League Baseball. Yeah, all of the, if, probably, yeah. Yep. Because you know, that's a group of people who seem to be well-adjusted. How, how enjoyable would that be to go? You get a couple hot dogs. You know, you, you watch the you. game. You know, you don't even pickles. score. You don't even have to score the game. No, you probably, do not. There's somebody there scoring. You know, you you have uh, you have to mention the score once in a while. You know, you know that's that's a very interesting thing. Yeah, those a lot of those people are like Harry Carey, and Phenomenal. Uh, and who was who was who was the player who announced for uh, uh, Milwaukee? Um, God, Milwaukee, I don't know. Oh God, he was a funny, funny guy. Funny guy. I see his face. I see his face. Anyhow, so these Jimmy people, Pearsall with Chicago yeah. had the greatest line announcing in baseball in history. Remember that one? No. The, he's no longer with us, so I guess I can put it on. There. Uh, Jimmy Pearsall went through some mental health problems when he was a Major League Baseball player. Like one time he came out of the dugout wearing a beetle wig <laughs> onto the field. They said, sorry, you cannot wear that beetle wig under your twin, like it. under your baseball let cap. Let him, let him channel gonna do. a little. Let but it be. Here's where Jimmy <laughs> ran into a little, a little trouble. 
<coughs> I got lucky. I got to interview Jimmy Pearsall a couple times before he passed on, but they're on TV. He and Harry Carey are on television. <laughs> they show the uh, the people sitting behind the plate. <coughs> Excuse me. And Harry says, "Look at all those women sitting back behind the plate. A lot of a lot of wives and girlfriends of the players, I bet." <laughs> Long pause, and Jimmy Pearsall says. On the air, live. A bunch of horny broads looking for a free ride. Whoa! (laughs) Different time. Different time. Time for treatment. Okay, Jimmy, I don't know that that was appropriate, but... Time uh, for treatment, dear. Uh Ralph, are you talking about Bob Uecker? Yeah, Bob Uecker. Oh, Bob Bob Uecker was great. It was a great, you know, great, just a great sense of humor and just great announcer. I mean, just... Yeah, you, th- you start. And uh, who was who was the announcer for uh, the Dodgers? Um, oh, that was uh, he, oh God! I why don't I didn't his name pop into my head? Yeah, because he was the announcer Vin for, Scully. for yeah. Vin Scully for Vin Scully. ever, and yeah, he was, was yeah. truly loved and just a great job. Great guy too. Baseball and football announcers, well, sports announcers are you in general mm-hmm. pretty nice. But yeah, if we get Dick Bremer on, I'd love to have him on the show. Yeah, I found I found a number guy. to reach him at. So we'll, perfect. Yeah, we'll well, you're all over it like a cheap yeah, suit. I'll, I'll try. He, yeah. he throws random names at me, and I'll be like, I don't know how we're going to start to even find contact information for this pe- person, but we'll make yeah. it work. And I miss the days and tune into a Cubs game or a White Sox game back in that day too. But and Harry had had a few too many at lunch. <laughs> oh oh my God, was that fun? <laughs> He always had a few too many at lunch. You know, there. This is one of those games when you just kind of wish, wish, wish. <laughs> like, oh my God! <laughs> Have another drink, there, Harry. Yeah, L- Lindsay had a couple. Uh, she crossed paths with Harry a couple oh, times. Oh, did she? Yeah, he he yeah. he liked the younger women. He oh, he, 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 he liked talking to them and spend like Groucho Marx. Groucho Marx was, was the same oh, way. Yeah. He liked to talk to the younger, good-looking mm-hmm. women. He. he there was nothing wrong with that. He just really liked to like that a lot. I to this day, and you can ask Catherine this. I to this day watch Groucho Marx's TV show from seventy years ago, nineteen fifty three. Who do you trust? Not who do you trust? It was bet your life. You bet your life. Yeah, that's what it was. Bet your life. God, what a talent that! Means. Remember what he did to Jack Warner? No, in a Warner Brothers big yeah. film. Do you remember company. seventy years ago, Ralph? No. Seventy years ago? No, I don't remember seventy years ago. I remember watching the show and having seen a portion of the show. Mm, see, that's what well, I'm just saying. The show. I didn't say we watched it seventy years ago. It's from seventy years ago. I'm teasing you, darling. No, get away from me. That's all I'm saying. You know, so you're a saint. You know, how many times do I have to say I am this? A you're saint. a saint for living with this. Wow. You know, Tevin, you have to agree with me. You know, yep. you're a saint for living with this. I can't believe it. I know it's unbelievable. Take a joke, guys. I, okay, <laughs> one, I don't like to get caught up in the family dispute. <laughs> Good play. Bob Casey, one of the greatest announcers of all time. I used to love listening to him. But one time, and I don't know why they were doing it, but there were some kids out in the left field, and they kept throwing paper airplanes out on the field. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, you hear Bob Casey go, Ladies and gentlemen, a quick announcement. For all you kids out there in left field, throwing your paper airplanes on the field, knock it off! <laughs> It was phenomenal. Well, there, there was that college football team, I think it was Colorado State, that they just got in trouble this weekend because it snowed, and so they all made snowballs and oh, were throwing at the opposing players. Oh, God. And the ref threw a flag, called the penalty, stopped the game, was like, you guys all need to cut it out or we're going to end there this game go. early. So we'll give the game away. In a world that's racing a mile a minute, a split-second distraction can change everything. 
I'm Mike Bryant from Bradshaw and Bryant. Every day we see too many people, heads buried in their phones, unaware of the dangers they're in. Texting and driving isn't just reckless, it's playing Russian roulette with your life and the lives of others. In just four seconds of distraction, you've driven the length of a football field. Is there any text message that's worth your life, that's worth the lives of others? I've been fighting for the rights of the injured for over 30 years, but I'd rather you never meet me in a courtroom. So hear me now, stop texting and driving. Pay attention. Value your lives and the lives around you. And if you won't, know this. At Bradshaw and Bryant, we're relentless. We won't back down. We bring justice to those that need it. Find Bradshaw and Bryant, personal injury attorneys at minnesotapersonalinjury.com. With Mike Bryant on your side, seeking justice for the injured. Bradshaw and Bryant. Tom here. For years, you've heard me talk about my friends at North American Banking Company. They have great online and mobile banking options, plus friendly employees who are always ready to help. And with their location in Maple Grove now open, it's even more convenient for me and my family. Go visit my friends at any one of their six Twin Cities locations or go online to nabankco.com to learn more. Why not bank with my banker? North American Banking Company, a better banking experience, member FDIC and equal housing lender. You all have helped build MyPillow into the incredible company it is today and have trusted in Mike Lindell to give you a great night's sleep. Mike's latest incredible deal is on the Giza Dream Sheets, which you've heard me rave about before, that's for sure. These sheets are made from the world's best cotton, Giza. They are ultra soft and breathable, yet extremely durable. Right now, the Giza Dream Sheets at its lowest price ever. These sheets are 60% off, coming in as low as $39.99 with promo code TOM. All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Did you guys talk about that hockey accident? Oh, God. What hockey accident? Oh, it's hideous. Mm -hmm. I'm serious. That happens on occasion, right? I mean, it happens. It's not the first time that's happened. It's only like maybe the second or third time it's ever happened. There was a game, and it looks... Somebody died. Yeah. Yeah. Somebody... um, It looks like one of the players kind of like kicked he up his like in the NHL? It, yeah. uh, it looks 100% intentional to yep. me. He like kicked his foot up like at the guy's face and it sliced his artery and he throat. died. God. Like l- real oh, that's, time. That's a little too much Every, spectacle on that ice. Oh, I'm just God. wondering why don't they wear some sort of like little neck gaiter made of Kevlar They or have something? them but they're, not, do they're that. not mandatory. They're no, thinking and, of making it mandatory now. Well hockey players are well, all tough guys. I know yeah. Yeah. But I mean you can be a tough guy but do you want to bleed out on Lou the Manny. ice? Well, I mean it's like, come on. Look at how many bikers um, don't wear helmets when they bike. It's a bad idea. Look how many people on motorcycles. That's what I'm saying. But this is this is a professional sport and fans if you if you don't care about yourself if you think you're a tough guy mm-hmm. fans shouldn't have to witness this 
Right. I just think that it would be I, something. I saw, I saw the video and he was bleeding like you would not believe. Yeah, it was coming well, out. You can't, you, yeah, it's just they, well, I know exactly what happened. They partially cut his carotid artery. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. and, so and it does not, but, but so but much of it, just, but that's, that's easy happened. to control. That's just a matter of just putting pressure on. That, that's but easy no to one knew, no one knew what to do, so they just basically let well, him bleed out. Well, they have a physician there. There's a physician on med- the sidelines. Yeah, they've things. got paramedics right there. Either it was a very, very bad cut or this was not a very good medic. And everything I saw, they said it was a freak accident. Can't of course, yeah. everything looked, says like oh, freak I see the video, accident. It was looked intentional. You said it looked very intentional. It did well, to me the, too. The guy that sliced his neck literally was looked like he was almost doing a cartwheel. His his leg was way yeah, was up say, by the guy's your, neck. Why what, is your leg up how there? How does that happen if Unless you're falling he fell down? That way. He may have fallen that way. I mean, you, you know, he was hit, checked, he fell that way. Like, I don't know. I mean, it's ice. Well, I guess the guy that. Did it? Not that he. I don't know if he intentionally did it, but the guy that did it, he apparently had a bunch of problems with unnecessary roughness and whatever they call it in hockey. Well, there was a Minnesota hockey player that got into a bunch of trouble because he like uh, hit somebody with his stick. This was years and years and years ago that essentially almost killed somebody on the ice. Really? Yeah. Sure. Well, did, did, high, did high stick? Uh, high stick. Yeah, That's why that penalty so bad. Yeah, you're not allowed to do that. That's very dangerous. So that was a, a North Star that did that. No, it was a Minnesota. I'll look it up here. But it was. I remember it was all over the news because he, the guy was, I'm pretty sure it was a wild player, was on the ice like grinding this guy's head into the ice. Mm-hmm. Well, while he looks that up, we have Wendy on the phone. Wendy, 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 in Key West. Hello, hello. Now, y'all take in mind with hockey. They used to not be required to wear helmets either. Mm, that's correct. And that was, I mean, I I took, I used to have season tickets to the North Stars way back in the day when they were a lot cheaper. And I took my mother to a game because she asked. Okay, big mistake. I never took her to another one. <laughs> because there was yes. a guy, I think we were playing Winnipeg that night, and there was a guy on on the team that wasn't wearing a helmet and where our seats were, we were like third row from the ice by the photo, the photographer like holding the board so you could, they could hear you on the ice. And my mother says, "Why isn't that guy wearing a helmet?" And I said, "Well, he's one of the few that are left that were grandfathered in. They don't have to." And my mother says, "Well, his mother should put him across her lap and." Thank you. Okay. <laughs> and She's I, not yeah, wrong. Okay. Uh, I mean, although not wrong, there were a few players that like looked over. All of a sudden, like three heads just turned right to us and cracked up laughing. Even the referee was laughing, and I'm just like <laughs> my hand in my, you know, my head in my hands. And one of the players saw me later. He goes, "Oh my God, who was that you brought to the game?" And like. Ah, just some homeless person I picked up on the street. No, like, no, serious. I'm like, oh, it was my mother, but she's never coming again. They're like, that was so funny. We're totally going to rib him about that for the rest of the season. <laughs> but yeah, I've always said the net gator is, it's not a bad idea, but I think it's one of those things that's going to have a lot of resistance because it impedes movement mm-hmm. as like, are they going to, what are they going to be able to see? What are they going to be able to do? You know, it, it's hard turning your neck when you have something like that on. It's not hard to turn your neck if you've got a turtleneck on. Wait, I mean, all they need is like need, a millimeter thick piece of Kevlar. Yeah, it doesn't need to be something like a bulletproof vest. Or better still, 
Better still, keeping with the, um, chain mail. the cheese mo chain mail. Oh, yeah, I knew you were going to say mer- <laughs> chain mail. Yeah. You have chain mail. Yeah, you wear, wear a chain mail helper. Heavy. Yeah. It's not a bad idea because I have a pair of like tightly woven chain mail gloves that you can use in the kitchen because oh. I almost chopped my finger off a couple of times. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so I got those. Oops. I got those for crisp. Well, you know, with all that I cook, it's the ratio percentage that's got to happen. But uh, my mother got me a pair of them, and she's like, okay, now don't cut your finger off. You know, most of that is slicing bagels. Tons of people injure themselves with slicing bagels. And avocados. Really? I guess. For me, it's carrots. Oh. The pressure, like, when I'm putting down what I think is adequate pressure to cut it, it might be a little too much, and the carrot having, Mm. you know, being like, it, it rolls, and then all of a sudden it's like, Oh, okay. I'm my fingers bleeding. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Food processor. Food processor. Mm-hmm. You know the mandolin slicers are even more dangerous. Oh yeah, those things say, are. Those the are amount evil. of I don't like bits of fingernail that have ended up in food that I've used to mandolin. <laughs> That's really great. It's true. Oh, unless, unless you have one of the things that you put, like a, it holds the food and you yeah, don't have definitely. To but those are terrible. They are. They're yeah, terrible. I, I, I won't no. use one. I don't care if the slices look pretty. I, you know, if one of my fingers is one of the slices, yeah. it's not pretty anymore. No, it's not <laughs> worth it. Yeah. I agree. It's not. Okay. And, and I do get a pair of gloves, uh, oven gloves that goes like halfway up my arm, too, so I don't have like burn marks on my forearms anymore because I have short arms. You know, you you bake and cook a lot. Yeah. It's bound to happen. But yeah, with with all those hockey accidents, there have been guys that have there have, there have been more than one or two guys that have died from a blade to the neck, and, yeah. and it is a totally freak thing. Totally freak thing. Um, I know somebody that was on the uh, was at a game once. It might have been in Dallas. Somebody had a heart attack on the ice. And he was apparently in the locker room later, and he wanted to know if he could go back out and finish his shift. And the doctor, doctor's like, no, 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 you Jeez. can't do that. But, yeah, hockey injuries are, they're definitely, the, most of your hockey players, the first thing they want to do is get back out on the ice and finish the shift. Sure. Mm-hmm. No doubt. we got to say goodbye to Alex. Alex is hitting, hitting the road. Goodbye. goodbye. Did you get your answer from Mom? No, I told Lots of chamomile tea in the lunch boxes today. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what? Yeah, you got to calm the kids. Down. Calm uh, those kids. Down. The whole thing is CBD gummies with their. Calm oh, the kids. I don't know. If that's allowed. <laughs> yeah, you don't just don't tell the principal. Yeah. I'm not even sure Probably. chamomile tea is allowed. <laughs> 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 melatonin in the, in the milk. Yeah, maybe not. Hey kids, I have melatonin cookies. Let's eat. Yeah. It's all true. Wendy, thank you very much. Have a magnificent day. Absolutely. You too. Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween. That's right. Happy Happy Halloween. Halloween. Good. I get to say that. I get to say that again. You know, I I think that uh, hockey, that's a standard risk, uh, blade injuries, because they sharpen those. They sharpen those after every period. You have to have sharp skates to cut into that ice and do what they do. And you're not, if there's a dull, you can't do what they do. So... I don't know. You know, those edges are just so, so very sharp. And I think the standard risk, rare to happen, but 
it's a standard risk of playing that game. I went to it. If I was playing hockey, I would absolutely wear a neck thing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Why take a risk? Oh, like I'm wearing the full cage helmet too. I'm not taking a puck to the face. No. No. Oh, I I just went to a new dentist (laughs) last week. And so he comes in and I'm like, oh man, this guy must have been a boxer or something because his Mm. nose was just like, yeah. You know, it looked like it had been hit many yeah, times. Boxery. Turns out that he was an NHL player. Oh, <laughs> oh, they, they a puck to the One face time. at 200 miles an hour? Yeah, your oh. nose is obliterated. I was like, that explains oh, yeah. it. Yeah, they'll dive on the ice to try and stop a shot and stuff like that. So, yeah. so what should happen is that uh, all this peewee hockey, all of this <laughs> other, ho- all the uh, youth hockey, including high school hockey, they should be wearing all this protection. That yeah. should be mandated. Well, are yes. they allowed to check in peewee hockey? They're well, not. They, no, I don't think it so. Doesn't, well, it doesn't. But the blades are there. Well, yeah. that's true. Mm-hmm. The you blades know. and the high-speed pucks. You know? Yeah. yeah, but you also don't have a you know 200-pound man, you know. Sharp blades yeah. are sharp yeah. blades. Yeah. Sharp well, blade. Guess, and it does not take a lot of effort to cut open your jugular with a blade like that. Uh. Yeah. And the incident that I was talking about earlier, I just wanted to clarify, wasn't with the Wild. It was with the Avalanche and looks like the Senators or something like that. But Todd Bertuzzi, he sucker punched a guy in the back of the head because the guy didn't want to fight him. And that can like, kill you. Yeah, right he away. ended up like slamming his face into the ice, broke like three bones wow. in the guy's neck. Yeah. So uh, it was not the Minnesota Wild. I apologize uh, to our Wild. Hey, you rabbit punched him. Yeah. Yep, that's a rabbit punch. Did he really? Yeah. If you hit, yeah, a rabbit punch, you can just be dead like that. Yep. That's that's why you're not allowed to do it in MMA, for example. Yeah. You need to know a guy for your auto repairs, legal issues, banking, and more. The same goes for investment advice. You need a guy to help you be successful, someone you can trust who gets results. Well, I got a guy for you, Josh Arnold. Josh gives you straight talk, not sugar-coated advice about your financial situation. Josh has seen it all when it comes to economic and market conditions, and Josh can make sure that your retirement objectives match your investments. Do yourself a favor and call Josh now for a no-obligation, 48-minute evaluation. You've got nothing to lose, and you'll get a different point of view for your investments. Call Josh at 952-925-5608. That is 952-925-5608. You'll be glad that you did. And tell him his, his guy, Tom, sent you. Investment services offered by Josh Arnold Investment Consultant, LLC, a security investment advisor. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. All investments involve risk. All comments and opinions are Josh Arnold's and do not constitute investment advice. Tom Bernard is a paid endorser. So I have a question for you guys from the Wall Street Journal. Um, Wall Street Journal has an article in today's uh, edition. Do you think we're going to end up with three parties in America because this whole, well, their headline, Democrats risk a long-lasting rift over Israel-Hamas war. There are a lot of people now, I've heard this, and matter of fact, the only reason I bring that up is because I got a couple of messages about it. Do you think that the Democrat Party is going to have to separate over this? Because, man, they have some strong beliefs both for and against Israel. Our system is set up too strongly to discourage any more than two parties. It's a, it'll never happen. Really? Yeah. You follow the money. It's for the it's for the uh, Democratic Party and the Republican yep. Party. And that's but it. how are they going to ever get along if they if you're anti-Jew or pro-Jew? How are they ever going to get along? I think more people just go independent more so than yeah. a third party coming up. Maybe. I, I still don't understand the position. I just don't understand. I, I thought we had been friends for long enough. <sighs> But I guess not. No, that uh, Russian airplane that was surrounded by 
No, without trying to get the Jews off the airplane? Yeah. Yeah. Apparently, um, Russia just arrested all of them, and they're facing three to five years for... All the people who are busting into the airplane? Yeah. Good. Mm-hmm. Glad to hear it. Yeah, you shouldn't be allowed to rush no. airplanes and start no. taking people off of it who you don't like. That's a security, a national security yes, risk for is. everybody, not to mention just as you know, anti-Semitic and awful as you can be. Well, it's interesting that they talk about anti-Semitism, so that refers to the Arabs as well, because they're Semites as well. Yeah, they yes. are, yes. Now, not Iranians, but all these, all the other Arab countries, mm-hmm. they're, they're Semites. So when you talk about anti-Semitism, and it's re- so it's a bizarre word for just to refer to well, Jews. That, that's it's, true. You yeah. used right. the word anti-Jew, or, or an, I don't know what you, anti, uh, well, I guess anti-Jew is the best best word, and I don't think there's any place for any of that. We, no. I don't see it either. Why are right. a college students are all I, involved in this? It's weird. Yeah, and college students are Jewish. Yeah, college students are afraid to go out. And it's yeah. not the Jewish college students that yep. are, are giving death threats to any of the uh, uh, no. support, Hamas supporters. It's the Hamas supporters that are threatening the Jews. And so this, it seems to be a one-way, st- you know, I, it's a bizarre, terrible situation. And the answer to it is, I don't know. I, there's, I don't know if we're ever going to see an answer to it. Maybe we never. It's been going on my whole life. I know that. Yeah. My whole life I've been hearing about this. But I just, it, and it's over a, a, a land. Is that basically what's over yeah, a piece yeah, of land? Yeah, yeah the, uh, the Palestinians want, want their own homeland. That's what Yasser Arafat was all about. He was, mm-hmm. We're going to get us our own piece of dirt here. Mm-hmm. And we just can't seem to get them a nation there because they, they Well, they just both seem... believe that they have been promised this land by God. So mm-hmm. well, there you go. That's you're not rough. going. You're not well, really then going you're going to have to live together in unity. But they no, that doesn't work. <laughs> I agree with your mother. Live <laughs> right. together in unity, or get the hell out. Yeah. Somebody needs to sit them everybody down and be the adult in the room. And be, okay. Well, that's what supposedly the United Nations did. Is... Multicultural countries have these problems. Yes, they do. Mm-hmm. I mean, in every country, you know, the countries that are homogeneous, no problem. And every country who is not homogeneous tries to break up into a homogeneous country. Yep. That's that's why uh, Yugoslavia broke up, Czechoslovakia broke up. Mm-hmm. That's why the that's why they broke up to try to get a uniform kind of population because then you don't have these these tribalism kind of things. Japan works, you know, works with Switzerland works very well because it's a very homogeneous society. You know, what's so very very funny is the least racist countries in the world are in Africa. Because there's only one race in most of the countries. <laughs> That's right. well, yeah. Yeah, you can't be racist. <laughs> if Didn't work out for Rwanda. Yeah, but, you can, but you can be tribal because they have right. plenty. They got, yeah. Oh, you can be tribal. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they have plenty of uh, mm-hmm. sensitivities to each other. I mean, it, yeah, that, that's a shame. Yeah, Rwanda was pretty. It was a pretty good lesson in that. I, I just I don't know. Democrats. This is the Wall Street Journal. Democrats risk a long-lasting rift over Hamas-Israel war. It won't matter. You just think it's never going to end, huh? Well, no, I mean, people are just going to vote Democrat. It doesn't matter. Yeah, well, you yeah, know, maybe. I, I worry about that. You know, I, that's, a, that's the thing is I, I can never understand, you know, you know the, the Jewish culture voting in a liberal way. I never understand because they're such great. They're here for education. Yeah. They're, for, they're for self-reliance, personal responsibility. So some so many things of a conservative outlook, I would guess. Yet they, they always seem to be have this liberal bent. Maybe it's because they've been persecuted. Maybe they yes, don't want to see other cultures exactly persecuted. Right. You know, mm-hmm. so it's a, a millennia-long sensitivity that they have as a culture. And I can understand that. But, man, when you, when you look short-term, man, it just doesn't seem to make sense. I've got – I have – 
very conservative Jewish friends and very liberal Jewish friends. And exactly, the people that are very, very liberal, it's because they feel that the Democratic Party is more sympathetic to the plight of people like them that they have had. Yet we don't support them. I know. Which, which, which so it makes, doesn't make sense. Yeah, all I, I ever hear Republicans United, talk about is Israel. It's what the hell are they talking about? I think a lot of United States, uh, U.S. Jews are disconnected with the whole Israel thing. That's true. A lot of them don't care. And today, I think 20 years ago, they were very connected because that was all happening oh. in like the 60s. The UN was divvying everything up, and there were wars, you know, in recent memory. And now I just think that. I don't even know if they know the history of the Middle East. And I'll say it again. Everybody should be forced to take a walk through the Holocaust Museum, and I think everybody might calm down a little bit. I don't know. Jesus. The the rhetoric that I'm hearing is just awful. Like, what are you hearing? Just what people are saying about Jewish people. It's just terrible. On the news? Hitler was right. Yeah. Hitler was right. On college campuses, they're holding up up signs saying that kind of stuff. I've seen the swastika several times. Throwing Jews in the garbage can. I mean, it's just sickening. So this is all over a religious faith, basically, because they are both Semites, correct? Both Semites, and they both believe in the same deity. Yeah. Yes, they do. It's the most bizarre thing I can understand. So where is the big split here? I Mohammed. Know. Is it skin color? It's Mohammed. In modern day, it is skin color. Yeah. It is. Yeah. It's skin color. 100%. Yet again. Yeah. Tevin, get out. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Tom Bernard. <laughs> I've been picking on Tevin all morning. Yeah. Oh. He, he accused, or I should say he accused me of murder. He, <laughs> I did accuse him of murder, yes. Wow. Yes, I did. I accused That's, him of murder. Uh, what's going you on, Tom? You murdered somebody. In, I believe it was 1989 or something like that. In uh, Why do I keep forgetting the name of this damn town? Right. Dryden. Because you were there. No, because I, I'm just trying <laughs> to make it look like I wasn't why? there. In Dryden, New York, there was a family of four that was murdered. Yeah, we just watched that thing yep. last night. Oh, we watched the first aware. episode. Yeah. The first thing I get in today, he goes, so I watched this documentary. Guess who the murderer was? The one black guy in town. And so now I'm... Well, we don't know if he was the only black guy in town. Yes, we do. They tell, said it on the show. Oh, I, he yeah, and his I mother were the two black people. Yeah, well, now oh. there's just one because he's in jail. Yeah. No, his but, mother yeah. died in 2015. Well, now there's no black people. That's <laughs> probably how they wanted it in the first place. Oh, so it's so there. So oh, that's so where it's there. Where they wanted it. Oh, wow. Oh, once again. Kevin, don't shine that mirror. Racism in my face. I can't see that. The Finger Lakes uh, region in New York. Oh, yeah, I don't, Finger Lakes, I don't know where right. that is. Ooh, it's oh. up. Is it north and is west? Is it north of Albany? North and west. Big big wine growing region there. Oh, it is? Yeah. Oh, really? That's where it I is. I never even like, heard yeah. of it. Good wine comes up. Yeah, Dryden, New York. They're, A very gonna, small community. It is, yeah. yeah I don't even know if I want to watch it anymore. It's pretty... That guy, what he did was pretty horrendous. Well, well, on behalf of the entire black community, I apologize. <laughs> well, thank you. We're not all that way. He's talking about the world community, not just America. Yeah. The whole world community. Yep, all of them. Now, I don't know. Do you think the human race will ever get over skin color? Is it ever going to happen? Not no, when it's so used it's for political gain. Well, about. not just skin color. It just has to do with beliefs, has to do with mm-hmm. physical appearance. Has well, to I know that, but all I mean. That, you know, in skin color just happens to be one part of that thing. And, yeah. and being with people that are like you is comforting. Yep. Being with people who are not like you is, can be challenging, more challenging to some people than others. And there's some people that are just can't handle it. 
mm-hmm. can't handle it. And whether you're white, black, Asian, whatever, they can't handle it. And if you go to Japan, they're not, they don't like white guys. They don't they like don't, anyone who isn't Japanese. There you yeah, go. That's true. Anyone who's not that's Japanese true. because it's uncom- their culture, it, you're very uncomfortable around those people because you're not used to it. Yeah, it's just it's and really I, just about a culture thing. It's like you don't have my beliefs, you don't speak my language. Yeah. And it's like, you know, I'm going to reference a TV show or a song and you're not going to know what I'm talking about. And that's just, you know, there's these little awkward hang-ups that happen in day-to-day conversation when you don't share a culture. Well, in a lot of Asian cultures, isn't like being humiliated like the worst thing that can happen, or yeah. or, or, or or humiliating somebody else accidentally? Those are very yeah. bad very things. Japan, so if you yes. have if you have some sort of a language gap or some sort of cultural gap, and you insult somebody, yeah, or, yeah it, that's a very bad thing. Well, oh, when, in Japan, yeah. the amount of effort they put into being polite, it's an effort that you cannot use in English because our language isn't set up for it. Because, like, for example, they'll have four or five different tenses of verbs, and the tenses are different in politeness. Oh. So it's like where you could, I mean, you can say, like, in English we got thanks, thank you. You could say, like, you know, thank you very much, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. But Japan takes it to a whole different level, and if you use the wrong one... You know, like I give you a present and you say, you know, domo instead of domo arigato, then you just offended me because you didn't put enough yeah. effort into your thanks <laughs> and, for my present. So and totes the, thanks won't work? Yeah, totes thanks. That's, that's <laughs> basically how they would and, that's well, basically how they would interpret it is like basically just because going, oh, thanks. And Yao Ming, oh. like famous basketball player from, I believe from China. Yeah. Um, yes. When he first got to the league, he wouldn't dunk the basketball at all and Shaq who was his like big rival goes hey why don't you dunk the basketball and he goes, well in my culture it's in like we're not supposed to humiliate people and if I dunk on you that's humiliating oh for you so God. I just lay it up and Shaq was like if you don't start dunking the basketball you will not last in the NBA and so then yeah was like okay I should probably start dunking it yeah. when I have the opportunity mm-hmm. so yeah it's like little story. differences like mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. yeah well it's, it, so you, you point to body language yeah that's a body language because in, in Japan Depending on how you bow, yep, there's is lots of different important. kinds so, of bows. Yeah, you're, never you're supposed get to bow it. lower than the person who is serving you or the person that's above you socially. Mm-hmm. And if you bow, if you don't bow enough, then the other person's going to bow again. But if you bow too low, then the other person's going to bow to be lower. I mean, there's, it's a, or if you gift wrong, mm-hmm. if you yep. give the wrong gift, a gift that's too valuable, then they're embarrassed and they have to gift you back in some way. I mean, mm-hmm. it's. And it depends on if yeah. they're your teacher, if they're your student, yeah. Yeah. if they're your parent, if they're older than you, younger than you. Is there a master list so you don't make a mistake? <laughs> yeah, they're out there. It, takes, it literally takes years to just understand these little nuances of Japanese culture of how you're supposed to talk to, like, okay, let's say you've got an employee, but that employee is older than you. You have to talk to them in a certain way because they're older than you, yeah, so you have to give them some more line. respect, mm-hmm. but... You're their boss, so you can't give them too much respect, or it makes you look weak. I'm, oh, I'm exhausted just talking about. Yeah, it. it's very, very interesting. Yeah, and it's, yeah. but they're homogeneous. That's they just get the along way it is, right? That's, yeah, it's how they grew up. It's how it is. I mean, America does have that to some degree. It's like, I mean, if you're 20 years old and you know the janitor is 50, you're probably going to respect them more to some degree. Because they're just, they're much older than you. Even though they're lower in social status, you have to give them some respect for age. 
It's just not quite as pronounced in our culture. Well, well, but even if, if I go to uh, South Central or I go to East L.A. and I go walking, hey, how y'all doing over here? That ain't, that's a fly, because that's not how they talk. That's not the body language. That's not how they respond to people. Mm-hmm. And they're going to say, Who's we better guy? get out of here because we're uncomfortable. There is, yeah, that's another thing. Is All right, that's, a re- that's a real, or uh, that's a get out of here. They're not going to immediately turn to violence, but they're, gonna, they're not going to be comfortable, and they don't want you around. Well, it's like, look how weird people get over pop versus soda. It's like, who the hell cares? <laughs> who cares? But a lot of people really do. If you say pop down south, they're going to think you're like some sort of alien. Yeah, they do. Yeah, you can say soda pop. You can say soda pop. Yeah. You can say soda. But you can't say pop. But you can't just call it pop because no. that is something we only do up here. Can you call it the bubbler? <laughs> the bubbler. You can call it Coke. <laughs> Oh, no. oh, yeah, everything's a Coke. Everything's a Coke. I'll have a Coke. What kind? A Coke Sprite? Yep. yep. <laughs> what? A Coke Sprite. Yep. Do you want Coke yep. or Sprite? Yep. Wow. So Coke, Coke is, is like Kleenex. It's a yeah, regular it's a generic size that has become uh, a generic word. Exactly. I remember when we were in Hawaii with that um, in that hotel, and it was like a <coughs> convention w- with a ton of Japanese people. I do remember. And they were so tiny, and the elevator bank was so very tall. And mm. here I come in like an Amazon amongst <laughs> these <laughs> tiny little people, and they're asking me to press the buttons mm. for them. And every time they went, hi, 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 hi and hi, they bowed. Hi. And yep. I'm like, hi, <laughs> and I'm like, do I bow? What do I do? I don't know what to yeah, do. Yeah, you're supposed to do a very short, quick bow. Well, so bow. I kind of did. I was like, yep. I hope I just didn't, you know, right. like ruin they're, they're American-Japanese relations. No, they're basically just acknowledging your presence, giving you a quick little, you know, like, yeah. a little thank kind you. of thing. Well, yeah. yeah. By that, the way, oh, sorry, that, that was true very, very quickly. What she's saying is true. They could not reach the buttons. Mm-hmm. They were up too high. Yeah. I've, 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 there's there pictures out there of, like, <laughs> giant Americans going to Japan and like mm-hmm. ordering from like a Japanese McDonald's, and they're literally <laughs> twice the height of the cashiers. Oh, absolutely. It's like, can you imagine, like you know, a ship arrives on the shore, and these people are twelve feet tall, <laughs> and they just like start walking around. It's like you'd be like, oh god, what the hell is happening? I can't even imagine like a like an NBA player walking around. Yeah, no, in Japan. it would be. It just yeah. must be comical. Oh, you would look like a mythological creature. Yeah, <laughs> and you'll see videos all the time of just everyday regular American, like a black person, going to Japan, and they'll be like, yeah, everybody thought I was LeBron James yep. because <laughs> oh, yeah. I was just a tall black Mom was who in India? Uh, I got Julia a, I Roberts. Got a lot Julia of Julia Roberts. Roberts. Yep. Roberts. Mm-hmm. yep. Yeah, I couldn't go because I would lean into it. Yes, you're right. That, I am I whatever am. Oh, I you am. Have no idea. Our whole day could have been spent just taking pictures yeah. with people. Yeah. Well, well, yep. Or would or would you turn on that and you would say no, I'm Mike Tyson, mm-hmm. or no, <laughs> or is there some or no, or I'm, I'm Chris I'm Tucker, Tiger Woods? Or, you know, yeah. Would you, you you look more like a Tiger Woods? You're much better looking. <laughs> right, right, right. Whatever, whichever whichever one they threw at me, that would that's me with yep. it for the day. Oh, yeah. absolutely. <laughs> That's a wonderful idea. Yeah, just a little, just to know what it felt like to be super famous for even a day, even though like there's no real connection between the two. Yeah, it reminds me of a Family Guy bit that was funny. Um, They go to China. And Peter immediately starts assuming that everyone is Jackie Chan. And Lois is like, Peter, you can't do that. And then a Chinese guy goes up to their family and thinks they're all Ethan Hawke. I love that. It's a two way street. Yeah, yep. when we were in India, I was like, I want to move to India. I'm like a movie star, mm-hmm. and it's cheap as hell to live here. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> I could live like a queen. The acting queen. Yep. Is that what you're saying? Mm hmm. 
Oh, God. What, I, I was trying to find more stories to talk about. There are none of these stories in Wall Street Journal I want to talk about. Home prices rose to records uh, in August. They're still going up. They're still going Even with up. with interest rates going up? That's what they're saying. I thought home prices were coming down oh. a bit. Uh, well, they're not. It has to happen eventually, but I guess not yet. I guess not yet. I, it's, it's, yeah, the news is, it seems like every day now it's really hard to find news stories because it's so incredibly negative. You yes. know what I mean? Yes, indeed. I don't know. I know. It's, it's, it, the, the news cycle is, is truly uh, depressing. I mean, you can't get away from anything, whether it's the problems, the uh, murders in Maine, whether it's this thing in Israel. And then and that that's just one of the wars. You know, you can there's another three or four wars going on or national tragedies or natural tragedies, excuse me, uh, that have gone on. And you just, you know, it's just the news cycle. And, the, you know, to, you know, 20,000 people get killed in uh, where was it? Tunisia. <laughs> Next day later. Oh, you know, mass killing in Maine. <laughs> Next day later, something else. And it, that's, it's a one, shame. that's the thing about a global connected society is that since the dawn of time, you know, you somewhere something horrible is happening. Yeah, always. But we just didn't know about it because we couldn't hear about it. I mean, can you imagine, you know, how many atrocities were going on every day during the medieval period? Somewhere on Earth, some... Mm-hmm. war crime was happening. Oh, sure. But or, no one ever heard about it. They can go in the, their entire lives without ever knowing about it because how are they going to find out? But now we hear about every single one as it's happening. Yeah. You know, I mean, you, you, yeah, yeah. It's just not healthy for people to know this no. much about the world without being prepared for, I agree. You know, yeah, if you just look at natural tragedies, so natural, it, it just, it just, Horrible all things the happen place. all the I time. I mean, yeah, there's, there's always going to be a hurricane. There's always going to be a typhoon. There's always going to be an earthquake. There's always yep. going to be a volcano. There's always going to be flooding. You know, it just, it is just horrific, you know, if you for know everything going on worldwide all the time. There's, that, there's always going to be a pandemic or a, a local disease problem. There's It's just over and over and mm-hmm. over. And you're right. You hear every, news, the news cycle or two or three in a day sometimes. And that's yeah. one of the dangerous things about this uh, current trend of, insulating your children from anything bad ever you know got to be happy all the time kind of thing because event once they know how to read they're going to start reading these things and they're going to experience a shock yeah because they yeah. they've been raised to believe that you should never be unhappy for any reason and now all of a sudden they're inundated with every bad thing that happens on a planet of 8 billion people you have to prepare themselves them, them for that because they are going to get exposed to it eventually. They're going to be sad. They're going to fail. Sooner they're going to fail. You can't insu- be insular, insular mm-hmm. for being a failure. Well, and they're going to be exposed to things that even we as kids never were. I mean, like, you know, Tevin and I, we grew up pre-internet more or less. You know, yeah. like the internet was something you had to like go to your computer, log on. Right. It was a, it was a very up. deliberate thing. Exactly. <laughs> you had to, yeah, yeah, you had to dial in. It was like something. I've got three yeah. hours. Let's get on the internet. Gosh, Whereas now, everyone's got the internet in their pockets, and they've got news alerts. You know, all of a sudden their phone's like 
oh, guess what? There's been a genocide somewhere. Yeah. That's no. not something that we grew up with. No, but there's always something to be outraged about. And now you have two groups of people. You get the people that are desensitized to it and they're like, well, there's nothing we can do. And you got the yeah. people that are like, well, nope, we have to do something. And yeah, that's where you get a lot of clashes. As well. yeah. Yeah, yeah. You really have to have the attitude where it's just like, you know, yeah, bad things happen. What can you do about it? Yeah. Uh, well, you know, what, what, and what are we going to do about those bad things happening mm -hmm. in, you know, all over the world? I mean, there's, I think there's like four or five conflicts going on right now, public and, and private kind of thing you don't hear about. Mm -hmm. Then there's, oh, there's two or three ethnic cleansings and genocides going on right now. Yep. You know, either not hearing about it or they just don't talk. Mm -hmm. They, it's just something's not come to the surface yet. Yeah, like I have a an Armenian friend that lives out in California, and he keeps posting about the Armenian conflict yeah, yeah. that's going on. And I was like, I had no idea that there was even anything. And he's like, Yeah, yep. it's been going on for however many years. Yep. And yeah, nobody seems nothing. to care about that. No. no, and so it's like, there's well, now what are you supposed to be outraged about? More outraged about the Armenian one or in Israel or wherever? Or like Sudan. There's so many. Yeah, there's so many to keep track of. And it's, <laughs> yeah. Which is frustrating when you get people that are now all of a sudden anti-Jewish or anti-whatever. And it's like, well, are you going to be mad that, like, are you upset about every single outrageous thing that's and going on? And of course on? they're not. No, you're picking and choosing. Yep. So it's, it's frustrating right. that way as well. Yeah. Yeah. It is. Why is it so important to you about this conflict, but the other seven of them... Right. You don't care about it at all. You don't even oh, know yeah. they exist. And the other right. topic is is how many, um, how, what can the, can the United States do? Are they supposed to intervene with every single one? Right. And it's starting to feel that way, yes. Yeah. I mean. And then people get mad because, well, why are we sending money to these people or helping exactly. these people? Can we worry about what's going on here? And it's, yeah, like there's no way to properly sort through everything and make everybody happy. No, there isn't. So you what are we going to do? Nothing. That's the thing. What, what am I nothing, going to do? Yeah, what is me caring going to accomplish? Nothing. You're right. And what are my tax dollars going to do to accomplish? Nothing. Because yeah. no, <clears throat> nothing that we have done as far as supporting things or any connections mm -hmm. done has really sorted any of this stuff out. Right. Well, and when we give to one group and then they genocide somebody else and then you've got every, another American hating area. Mm -hmm. I mean, it just, mm -hmm. it, it's yeah. never ending. We're just chasing our tail. Right. But, but I, I, I still claim, and I always want to bring this up, War is genocide. You're killing a larger number of people than are killing you to cl to get a victory. Mm -hmm. So it's mm -hmm. a, you're genocide. You're killing Usually people you of territory. a different belief, a different different political process. They're against you, so you're going to kill them. Mm -hmm. and it's a genocide, and no one wants to talk about that. War is genocide. Always has been, always will be. Yeah, I'm going to be honest with you. I've never wanted to kill anyone. Beat the piss out of them, yeah, but not kill them. <laughs> yeah. What do you think? What? Uh, uh, at your own admission, on occasion, you have said, be really careful. I'm close to considering mm. it. Yes, I have said that before. <laughs> I'm close to considering killing you. But, no, I, I don't. This, taking a human life, think about that. How special oh. human life is, mm -hmm. and then you end it and you don't care? Yeah. It, it's such God. a serious thing. and. Which I guess when people go, oh, I'm anti-Semitic. What you're gonna kill all of them? Like that's a very heavy. Even killing one person should be something that is life-altering. And just just talk yeah. about it like it's just be so flippant about it. Right. And well, PTSD. no, they don't want to kill anyone. They want other people to kill on their behalf. Right. Yeah. And PTSD goes both ways. Yes, mm -hmm. it does. If, if you're threatened and you're injured, you get PTSD. But if you're injuring somebody, you get PTSD. Yeah. And, you know, a, a lot of servicemen. Uh, I, and I know one very close. He's he's done as bad as you can imagine, 
on orders mm -hmm. and got PTSD. And, and it's a serious, uh, serious problem. Yep. So I would hate that. Yeah. Too many people think, thanks mostly to movies, that killing someone is like you shoot them and then they just fall over and then, you know, it's like they're, they turn off like a robot. Right. Well, but no, it can take hours and hours for them to die. And it, watching that is going to mess you up no matter who you yeah, are. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's what's so terrifying about this rhetoric. I mean, the first thing you do is dehumanize somebody so you can yep, feel that's that it's, step a, it's one. a justifiable thing yep. to do. And that's what they're doing right now. They're dehumanizing Jewish people, which is just terrifying. But, but no one's acted on that yet. The fears that people will, but no one's acted on act on uh, injuring Jews or well any more than background. You know, there's always going to be some crazy guy who hates this group because he's crazy. Yeah. It happens every year. Yeah. Well, there was that guy in Chicago that stabbed and killed yeah. that six-year-old Palestinian kid because right. Jesus. he watched the news and went upstairs and yeah killed him and yeah. killed the a six-year-old. Yeah. Very yeah. dangerous yeah. six-year-old. Yeah, well, but it's like you know it's like some crazy crazy-ass meth head goes nuts. Just something that happens That's sometimes. Right. Mm -hmm. Unfortunate, but it's it doesn't necessarily mean that you know there's been an uprising. Yeah, people will run amok. Yes, they That's will. What they are doing. Well, in Florida, that what was that Ta Tabor City? What was it called? That there was 18 Tabor people, City, and yeah. they were talking about that it was a it was a mass murder thing. It was a gang fight. Yep. Turns yep, out it was a gang go. fight. 18 people. I just. Uh, all right, it's time to wrap it up on that. Unless you're to try to hit one happy note before we hit the road. Um, it's well, Halloween. Everybody uh, go out and get some candy. Ethan watched some... his first Halloween movie yesterday. Oh, what do you watch? Great Pumpkin. All right. Oh, great... Did you like it? Oh, you got to watch it. Yeah, well, I was, I was making dinner, and Melissa says, come over here. you got to watch. And so at the very beginning of The Great Pumpkin, when uh, Snoopy is blowing the leaf around, Mm -hmm. Yeah. Ethan thought that was just the funniest thing in the world. <laughs> oh, <that's true. laughs> Although, oh, that's really today, on my way out, I microwaved a chicken breast, mm -hmm. and he thought that was the funniest thing in the world, too. <laughs> so well, you're saying my, the bar is low. Yeah, the bar is well, sometimes very, very low with him. That's like, hilarious. The, the fact that the chicken was making popping sounds in the mm -hmm. microwave, it was just knocking him out. And then I took the chicken out of the microwave. He saw it and started laughing. <laughs> <laughs> a chicken breast on a plate. Like, Ethan, this is Who the happiest you're going to be. In. Yeah, it pretty just much. Is downhill for me. Yeah. Does he have a costume for tonight? Uh, he does. We have a. Well, technically, it's a baby Mario costume. <laughs> oh. So in the game Yoshi's Island, which is a Super Nintendo game, and he does know Yoshi. He does know Yoshi, and he knows Mario. Because we were at a Halloween thing oh, he on definitely Sunday, knows and he, Yoshi. somebody so, went as a Yoshi. He keeps on going, Yoshi, Yoshi. Yep. <laughs> so yeah, we have a baby Mario costume and a Yoshi, but he kind of hates wearing hats. So if he doesn't want to wear the hat, well, we're just the... going to call him a lumberjack. Oh, what about the mustache? Uh, there is no mustache. Baby oh. Mario doesn't have a mustache. <laughs> yeah, oh, baby yeah. Mario. Oh, right. Yes. So you're hoping he wears the hat long enough for a picture. And then... Pretty much is, yeah. If he could hold Yoshi and wear the hat for 15 seconds, I think we'll call Put it a victory. Put the hat on and give him a cupcake at the same time. Quick snap <laughs> yeah. the pick. You'll get it. Pretty much. <laughs> All right. That is going to do it. We'll talk to you tomorrow.